Hey everyone, welcome to episode 32 of Conversations That Don't Suck. I'm coming to you today from very, very, very smoky San Francisco. And if you're in the Bay Area, anywhere in Northern California or in Oregon and Washington, I'm thinking of you and sending you lots of love and solidarity in this really horrifying air quality we're all experiencing and just... Gosh, the the kind of miserable irony of like being in such horrifying air quality in the middle of a respiratory pandemic. Just what a fucking year. Someone needs to come get 2020 because I'm really, I'm done. I'm so, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, for those of you who are not on the West Coast, congrats. Normally I tell you it's the best place in the world, but yeah, right now it's really not the place to be. But yeah, the air quality has been like pretty horrifying. Even inside, like, you know, I'm not going outdoors, but even inside, like, I'm finding it difficult, like, my chest hurts and I get headaches when it's smoky and unfortunately, this is actually the, I'm recording this on September 11th and today is actually the four-year anniversary of me moving to San Francisco. It's my four years with SF, which is really exciting and I'm also just reflecting that, like, every year that I've lived here, there have been fires And it's just so scary thinking about how the climate is changing. And yeah, Mama Earth is angry, angry, which is uh, great for the topic of today's episode. Actually, that's a a segue, but actually I just want to pause for a second before I start talking about about anger and rage. Um, But yeah, if you're... If you're in one of these three states, then I'm sending you lots of love. I know it's like going outside even just for a walk every day was like really the only thing keeping me sane. And so it's difficult to really truly be trapped indoors uh, for the foreseeable future. There's really no uh, sign this is necessarily going to get better, that the air is going to get better um, or that the fires are going to stop, that they're going to be contained. So yeah, I'm loving all of you lots who are here on the West Coast and having trouble taking a deep breath, which is like the thing we all really need to do right now. So um, yeah, yeah, again, kind of one of those things where like I wish I could offer some some words of wisdom or like solution. I don't know anything to make this better, but it just sucks. It just sucks. So um yeah I love you if you're if you're struggling to breathe right now the way that we are here in San Francisco and if y'all have not seen photos actually in the Bay Area um on Wednesday it was actually some of the craziest shit I've ever seen the sky was like bright orange and it was like almost pitch fucking dark outside like it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and like it's so, so, so dark. There was like this heavy, heavy, heavy layer of fog and and clouds. And above that was the smoke and the fire, um, which is apparently why it was so dark. I was like reading a whole bunch of stuff on like weather websites about it. But um, but yeah, the sky was this like dark orange um, and it was honestly horrifying. Like it was it was the craziest thing. And it just felt like, you know, I'm like going through my work day and it felt like I was working in the middle of the night because it was just so dark outside. And uh, yeah, it was nuts. It was so, uh, so scary. So yeah, for those of you who are in the Bay Area, then y'all know. And I don't know that it's been like that um, elsewhere on the, on the West Coast. I heard maybe in LA it was, it was something similar this past Wednesday. But oh, 
anyways, let's all take a breather for a second and we're going to transition into uh, today's topic. And so for those of you who don't know, the past two weeks, uh, two weeks ago, I decided I'm going to do a five episode series on different emotions that are frequently uh, under-processed, under-felt, overlooked, undesired, uh, and So the first week I did loneliness, which is, of course, my favorite emotion to talk about. Uh, The following week, just last week, I did neediness, which is a very cringy word for me. And so talked about (laughs) those two emotions and, yeah, how we can engage with them more thoughtfully and really become more accepting and loving towards them in our own worlds because we are really not taught to engage with these things. And I think that's pretty tragic because I think they have a lot of magic for us. So today we're talking about rage Mm. and rage for me is something I was definitely not conditioned to express very well, if at all. And I really, as I'm like recording this and, and speaking to this emotion, I really find that a lot of probably what I'm about to say is probably going to resonate a lot more with people who are conditioned as women than those who are conditioned as men. Like women are so not taught to like express rage, embody rage, feel rage. If you're feeling it, you shouldn't be. Uh, I think that's a big message that women receive. Uh, and and even hearing about like, gosh, the, the different reactions that men get to have in the world and like men get to yell and men get to like push people and they get to like become really angry and like curse at someone and tell someone to like fuck off and like women don't get to do that because someone might hurt us I mean that's like worst case scenario best case scenario we get called a bitch and we're just totally like written off for for you know having a feeling that men get to express anytime any day so yeah that's a short tangent on like gender roles here Part of why I think it's so important to to talk about rage and to express it more, um, a lot of it comes from just like my history with this feeling. And I, uh, <laughs> so a little piece of my story is that I was a very angry child, very angry child. I'm not sure what I was angry about. When I say child, I mean like I'm talking, I don't know, four years old or so, like pretty young. And what I know about this period of my life is that I used to throw pretty intense temper tantrums. And from what I understand, from what I've been told from my older siblings and my parents and pretty much anyone else who ever interacted with me that year of my life (laughs) is that these were apparently like unlike other temper tantrums that other children normally throw. I don't I don't really know what made them so unique, but Uh, apparently they were really intense and I would just like throw myself on the ground and scream for long periods of time like every single day so what's funny about all this is that I don't remember any of it any of it and I don't know um I I find that weird because like I mean four is pretty young but like it's not so young that I like wouldn't have any memories of this thing that seemed to be like pretty uh uh, significant and happen on a pretty regular basis, as in daily. So I find it strange that I don't have any memories of this. Uh, I think it's been blocked. It's, it's somewhere in me, but I don't know where. But what I can tell you is that anger has followed me for sure. And I think I've, I, I consider myself to be a pretty angry person, which I think surprises a lot of people because I'm pretty like amicable on the surface. 
um i mean i think i am an amicable person i think i'm likable and stuff but i just oh there's just a layer under there y'all there's yeah there's some there's some anger going on um i think it's just like this kind of general angsty anger at the world like if i could sort of identify the anger that i feel presently um uh, and I don't mean the world like, oh, boo, 2020 sucks. I just mean that like it, when I say present, I mean like my adult life in general. I think there's just this this general anger at the world uh, of like feeling like things are unfair. Things are like not set up in my favor. Other people have something that I don't. There's and, and I guess it feels a bit angsty to me. And, and maybe that word is a little like self-judgmental because I think it, uh, I don't know, maybe using the word angsty kind of like uh, condescends it within myself a bit because yeah I guess I have some belief somewhere that like I shouldn't feel yeah I shouldn't feel this anger and I shouldn't feel angry at the world or that feeling angry at the world is kind of childish which I have a difficult time letting go of like that does feel that feels pretty like drilled into me that I shouldn't feel this way or that if I feel angry at the world maybe I'm like not taking responsibility somewhere in my life uh, and I'm also like incredibly hard on myself, which is, I don't think that's something I think most of us are pretty hard on ourselves, but, um, yeah, there's like this thing of like, doesn't matter how much I work on my anger, there's still so much more left to do and I shouldn't be feeling it in the first place and whatever kinds of bullshit I'm always telling myself. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Anger for me has like been pretty, uh, the, the way that it manifests for me and again I think this surprises most people because particularly people who like spend time with me on a regular basis in my in my real life folks who know me here in San Francisco uh, like I'm a leader in my community here unfortunately the community like hasn't really existed in the past six months because of COVID but yeah you know I'm usually like in these community spaces with like a happy face put on and I am happy it's not like I'm faking it it's whew, whew. That's my thing with anger is if I'm feeling it, there's no way for me to fake it. Like you will, you will fucking know if I'm angry. <laughs> Everyone will know. <laughs> it's a real treat. Um, but anyways, like I'm typically in these community events and like, you know, I'm a leader and I'm, people are in my home, people are in my space and I'm, I've got this happy face on and I'm talking to people and I'm whatever. I'm like playing hostess. So yeah, I think that's a big way that people feel surprised when they learn that like I do have lots of anger uh and funnily enough it's usually like other people that will bring out that sense of anger in me like other people's behaviors and actions the way that it usually manifests for me is in meanness that's how my anger comes out is in meanness and it's not always I I guess the meanness doesn't always manifest even in a way that maybe is uh classically seen like I'm not calling people names or like being outwardly rude to people I become much more like passive aggressive or actually a way that it more typically will manifest with me is just like internal meanness as in I'm thinking really mean thoughts about someone like really mean thoughts and I don't know I I have a sense that like maybe as you're listening to this you're thinking like okay whatever we all do that it's not that big of a deal and that's probably true I I believe you, listener, who I think is saying this, <laughs> that most people, like, have mean thoughts. But to me, it just feels so unacceptable. Mm, yeah, it just seems, like, so unacceptable to, to be mean to someone, even if I'm only, like, saying it internally. It just seems, to me, being mean is just, like, the worst thing a person could be. And 
it's something that I feel like I'm being often. And there's, yeah, there's a lot of shame in that. I think, I think next week's episode is going to be on shame, actually. Okay, so stay tuned for that caveat. So yeah, it'll come out in meanness, often passive aggressiveness. Like I might, I'm trying to think of an example of like something I've done that's passive aggressive. For example, like, I don't know, if someone asks a question and I've like previously answered that question, I'll be like, oh, it's exactly the thing that I said already. That's the answer to it. And I'll just, (laughs) it comes out in like really kind of sassy, but unpleasant ways. And uh, it's interesting because I've had a lot of people give me feedback that like, also, by the way, I'm going to stop talking about myself in a second. It just feels uh, relevant to maybe name some concrete examples of how this, how rage shows up in my world in case it's helpful for you to identify it in your own. Um, it's interesting because a lot of people have given me feedback like they want to see more of my anger. Particularly, I'm talking people in like in the different relational and connection practices that I participate in and facilitate. A lot of people have given me the feedback that they want to see more of my anger. They want to see more of it come out. It feels refreshing for them. And what I sort of take from that is that it's not useful for me or anyone else to be showing up in a way that's passive aggressive, which is typically how my anger comes out, which is typically how anger gets expressed when it's not being expressed in a way that's actually healthy or clean. I was having a conversation about this exact thing just last week with a friend. And how like most people, what they think anger is, such as meanness or passive aggressiveness or violence, this is anger getting expressed in a way that's actually very unhealthy, which maybe sounds obvious. Uh, it's anger getting expressed in a way that's not clean. And it's just anger. It's, it's oh, how did my friend describe it? She described it as like the overflow of anger. It's like the anger already reached its capacity in your body and you didn't process it. And now it's getting expressed as violence or aggression or passive aggressiveness whatever it is meanness yeah that feels super true for me it's like and and again what I'm taking from other people saying that they want to see more of my anger is that they want to see it getting expressed as it's happening because it can be it is always really refreshing to see a person just like be expressive about the thing that they're feeling no matter what emotion it is if it's something that we've been conditioned to believe is unpleasant such as anger Uh, It's refreshing to see someone express it in a way that is real and is true and it doesn't feel so like yucky or like how do I figure this out when someone's being passive aggressive, for example. It's like, okay, how do I tiptoe around this thing so I don't piss them off even more? That's something that's really difficult to navigate uh, both as the person who is expressing anger in that way and also someone who is receiving anger in that way because it's super unclean and there is really no way to handle it in a way that's actually effective because again, the passive aggressiveness is not, it's like not the thing. It's just the the result of you not having dealt with your anger in the first place. Whew. And I'm really just speaking to myself when I say this. It's like, yeah, again, because that's typically how it comes out for me. And a lot of times for me with anger, I'll, my uh, strategy, and this is pretty typical, if you're not familiar with the Enneagram, Enneagram is E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. The Enneagram is a... Uh, I don't want to call it a personality test because it's it's really not that, but for all intents and purposes at this moment, let's call it a personality test. I'm a type four on the Enneagram and this is pretty typical for me. Uh, My coping strategy with anger is often to withdraw in order to gain attention from others uh, and have them seek out what it is that I want from them. 
Oh, yuck, 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 yuck. I have a lot of shame around that pattern. Uh, but yeah, if you're also an Enneagram 4, then you'll maybe recognize that in yourself. <laughs> um, but so yeah, typically like that, and that's again, another way that like the passive aggressiveness of my anger shows up is like I withdraw and then other people, you know, eventually maybe hopefully will seek me out. And then I like won't give them any attention. I like won't give them what they want, which is to just know what it is that I'm upset about and to know what it is that I'm angry about. Oh, yuck. It's such a gross pattern. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm not proud of that one. <laughs> but working on it, always working on it. Um. Okay, so getting more into like the general experience of anger and what that is like for us, especially as a very individualistic culture. And one that really prioritizes pleasantness over anything that we have uh, somehow determined from some arbitrary measurements is unpleasant. You know, it's like good emotions, things that you should express around other people are like happiness or gratitude or positivity, optimism. Everything else you should really just hide. And we like wonder why we feel so lonely. We wonder why we feel so needy. When we can't get, when we need to express our anger, we need to be allowed to be angry. We need to be allowed to be sad. We need to show these things to people. And then the moment we attempt to do that, we're like, oh God, I'm being so needy. Being so needy, telling this person that I feel angry and I want them to to sit down and talk with me about it. And then you feel so lonely knowing that like, you have to deal with this thing by yourself, that whatever it is that you're feeling is not okay. So I'm kind of echoing a lot of things I said in the previous two episodes about loneliness and neediness, but yeah, there's just so much unhelpful uh, coping strategy in terms of how we're supposed to deal with these quote unpleasant emotions. Um, And anger is just such a valuable one. Oh my God, so valuable. And again, I'm, I'm really thinking a lot about people who have been conditioned as women, though, they, you know, this is not exclusive to us. We've all been taught that anger is not a good thing. But I think there's such extraordinary self-awareness and power that comes from acknowledging our anger. Also, God, I don't know if y'all can hear this, but I just live in the loudest intersection on the whole entire earth in San Francisco. And if you can hear all of the insane noise that is happening on the street, I apologize. It's very difficult to live here. Oh my goodness. I think my mic actually is pretty good and blocks out a lot of that noise. So hopefully you're not hearing that. But anyhow, there's so much happening on the street. Oh my God. It's pretty insane. Anyways, so... Um, what was I saying? What the heck was I saying before I got distracted by the many, many cars and trucks um, and engines running right outside my window? It was that anger is a valuable emotion. Okay, yes, brings extraordinary power and self-awareness. So <clears throat> what I find really useful about anger is that it has a pretty visceral response in the body, like maybe the strongest response in the body. Um, and all of our emotions are in our body, but uh, anger, I think, is a really easy one. It's just an easier one to feel of like where it is in the body, where you feel anger in the body. And if you're listening to this and you're like, what do you mean in your body? What does it all mean? Um, I'm not going to go into like somatic practices at this moment because it's uh, a little bit, it's just too much to explain. But 
there, I would recommend that the next time you feel any kind of feeling or even in this very moment, it's not just when like a strong emotion shows up. Typically, if an emotion is showing up in a really intense way, as I've already said, with the way that anger shows up in violence or aggression or whatever it is, that just means there's an overflow. So typically, if we're at a point with anger or any feeling where we're like actually explosive with it, we haven't processed it mentally, emotionally, somatically. Um, And so with anger, because it's so easy to feel in the body and to locate, like, where do you feel this feeling? What does it feel like? Like, what's the quality of the feeling? Is it intense? Is it dull? Is it sharp? Um, The same way you might categorize like a feeling of pain in your body. If you like go to the doctor with pain, they have you like attempt to categorize what what the quality of the feeling is like because it gives them information. And it's the same way with your emotions. Like having the 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 attunement to yourself to understand what the quality of your feelings are like inside your body is really, really helpful. To again, just give you more information, more data about what it's like to be you, <laughs> which is really important. And so anyways, and, and also identifying like what is a color of the emotion? Um, if you had to give it like a characteristic um, to match it with maybe a, uh, what's the word, like to, to personify it a bit, like, is it like fire? Is it like sand? Is it like water? Is it, uh, you know, giving it some kind of actual object that you can equate it to? All of these things can be helpful in just identifying what the rage feels like in your body. And so once you get past that, one of the reasons that rage is so useful is because it's really just a signal that something is not right and especially especially when you become more attuned to feeling this in your body you'll notice like your body is the first thing to react you're not going to be like hold on everybody there's something wrong here it is I've identified it I've laid it out I have the ABC plan and list of how it's going to get dealt with it's typically just a feeling in your body like "Mm, something's not quite right here I don't like something about this situation. I don't know what it is yet. Maybe I haven't fully identified it. Maybe I'm distracted. Maybe I'm feeling overwhelmed. But something isn't right. Like I'm I'm even just saying this. I'm feeling like a little bit of like a tightness in my body, almost the way that you would feel a like, okay, yeah, here, I'll give you an example of identifying these feelings in your body. It's like what I'm feeling right now is as if a snake were like wrapped around in a spiral shape around the center of my body. If like there were a pole in the center of my body and the snake is like tightening itself around that. And as I talk about this feeling of when you know in your body somewhere, like something's not quite right. That's oftentimes the feeling that I get is like, there's this kind of slow insidious constricting feeling. Um, and Again, it's it's something to just pay attention to and to just notice like, huh, okay, something's off. I notice something is off. And then taking a moment to like check in with the breath. Like what's the breath doing right now? Do I need to put my feet on the ground to make sure that I'm feeling more grounded? Um, and this is again, not for the purpose of like, oh, I need to make sure I'm, I become less angry. It's not for the purpose of making ourselves less angry, but rather like I want to make sure I can like really stay in my body as I'm feeling the anger that I'm feeling. And this will help you to become more like mentally attuned to what it is that you're feeling angry about and to have more clarity around it. So I can give you another concrete example of of how this showed up for me. This this whole practice showed up for me recently. And again, I have so much resistance to being angry because I have been told, especially when like 
I was such an angry child. Yeah, I wasn't exactly pleasant to be around. I don't exactly have like, I mean, again, I, I have no memories of it, but it's not that people speak about that time of my life with fondness, you know, like, so I think I've carried with me much of my life, you know, that plus having plenty of conditioning as a female bodied person that I'm not supposed to feel angry and that like, you know, no one wants to be around a bitch and no one, you need to be ladylike and it's not pleasant to be around a, a woman who is angry um people won't take you seriously if you're angry oh my god that's such a huge one people won't take you seriously if you're angry as a woman but people will always take you seriously if you are angry as a man um so having all these dynamics inside me an example in which all this kind of came up for me was just a few days ago I was doing one of my uh relational practices that I'm always talking about this one is circling and uh it's kind of like a present moment um meditation isn't quite the right word but like an awareness practice around what it is that you're feeling in relation to other people and so there was someone in that group who said something there was a man who said something that like really just didn't sit right with me and I couldn't figure out what it was but I just noticed again this feeling my body that's like constricting and like a I don't like that I'm not sure why just my body is not responding well to it and I kind of sat with that feeling for a while and had all this hesitation to speak up uh, because I didn't know exactly what I was feeling. But I decided to say something anyway. And I said, hey, buddy, um, <laughs> you know, for some reason what you're saying, uh, I'm just feeling a lot of tension and like constriction in my body as you're saying it. And I have I, t- I told him I said I have a lot of hesitation to say this because I feel like it's going to come out really mean. I'm afraid it, I'm afraid you'll receive it as mean or I'm afraid I'm going to say it in a way that's mean and not even realize it because that's my pattern with anger. Um, but I just notice I'm feeling a lot of anger with what you said. And I'm afraid of being the group bitch. Like that was, that was the biggest thing for me. It was like, no one else was saying anything about what he said. So I thought there was, you know, there was a bit of loneliness in it for me. of like, gosh, am I the only one feeling this way? Like, am I crazy? Uh, should I not be feeling this? Am I overreacting? Oh, what a big one. Am I overreacting? Uh, also a big one women are, are taught to believe about their emotions. And yeah, and I was just afraid of being the group bitch and being like the one to call him out on a thing that everyone else is like, "Ooh, Kyla, calm down, girl. Come on. Come on. That's what I was afraid the reaction would be in the group. So I said this thing. I said, look, what you said was this and this and this. And uh, I'm thinking it made me uncomfortable because of this reason and this reason or that, you know, I, I'm, I'm sensing my discomfort is coming up because of these reasons. And yeah, I just wanted to name that thing. And my my sense is that this man was a bit taken aback by me saying those things however there were other women in the group who chimed in and said like I was feeling some of that as well and I think I didn't really realize that's what it was but I did notice my body tense up Uh, I did notice kind of a a yucky feeling as that got said and they said you know thank you Kyla for naming that uh and that brought a bit of relief to me of like, okay, I'm not the only one who's feeling this thing, but it didn't take away from like the discomfort of being the person to say it, it didn't take away the discomfort of the rage. And it's interesting because a lot of times what we're feeling angry about is a sign of something much bigger. So the anger that I was feeling in that particular moment of a man saying something. I won't I won't explain what the context of the whole thing was, but he essentially was saying something to a woman that like really wasn't it felt a bit like gendered the entire interaction and it just really wasn't sitting well with me. 
And so when I started to feel my anger arise in that moment, I realized like it's a bit more than just this exact interaction that I'm watching that's causing the anger, that that is is sourcing the anger rather. But it's almost like what I'm feeling is a little water drop of anger that actually is from a whole fucking rainstorm, <laughs> like a whole hurricane of anger um, around gender dynamics, anger around uh, socialization as a female, anger around me not feeling like it's safe to speak up, anger around, you know, my anger of, of the world of like, why is the world like this? Um, that's That's a lot of what I was feeling maybe a bit more subconsciously a bit more in the background you know again of course my attention was was focused more on like what was happening in that present moment but anger is is such a gift to understanding how we are in the world and it's such a gift to understanding like okay this exact moment present thing that's happening right in front of your face is is having some anger arise but it's probably about something much bigger and like what an interesting way to learn a bit more about ourselves Instead of saying like, oh, this person pissed me off. It's like, why though? Like, what else is there? And like, can you zoom out even more and even more and even more and notice what this connects you to in the world and what it is that makes you feel really like passionate or or furious? You know, I mean, I don't even want to put the word passion to anger necessarily because I don't want people to think that you need to transform it into something that has a bit more of a positive connotation. I don't think that's that's definitely not the goal of what I'm saying. Like, let the fury be fucking real and let it be painful and ugly and whatever. Um, I think that's really important to let ourselves embody it in a way that feels messy. Yeah, again, I think there's just so so much of a gift in understanding our own rage. And if you're looking, if you're listening to this and wondering like, okay, what can I do with it once I engage with it a bit more? Um, I think embodiment practices for me are always the most important thing. So beyond being able to like talk about it with other people, which is important too, um, for me, like dancing, punching something, screaming, all of these things are great ways to, to release anger from the body. Um, even doing really long, like loud exhales as you're I think as you're moving your body like you'll feel the the sounds want to come out of your body and just like letting sounds come out like no matter what it is that they sound like um is is a really useful thing and if you're you know if you feel weird or uncomfortable about that that's okay because it is weird and uncomfortable and that would only be normal to feel that way because you're not conditioned to release your anger in a way that's healthy um so give yourself some grace and and patience and compassion for that but yeah I think noise making with the body is one of the most useful ways to to express anger and to let it move through your body so that you again are not expressing it from this place of overflow where it's coming out as passive aggressiveness or aggression or violence or meanness whatever whatever your pattern might be um hmm you know i think i'm gonna stop there for today i kind of this is a bit windy do i say this at the end of every solo cast i think i do just like i think i was scatterbrained um but that's (laughs) whatever that's how I feel when I'm talking for like 30 minutes at a time oh my goodness yeah I think also just talking for this long and having such bad air around is feeling challenging for my physical body um I love y'all so much thank you for listening if you're feeling some anger which honestly if you're not feeling angry this year I don't know where you're living so I think we all got some anger we could work through 
Um, and yeah, if you're feeling some anger, then move through it. Like let it move through you rather. Um, and that doesn't mean you're not, you're going to stop feeling it in this moment or ever. Cause there will always be more feelings. It's part of being alive, but it's like what a gift to learn to engage with ourselves in a way that's more meaningful and with more depth and more self-understanding and, and curiosity, more curiosity about what we're experiencing. That's, that's the big goal. So again, I love you. I'm going to be back next Monday with the next episode. And I'll also have a really sweet announcement. Oh my gosh, wait, I'm going to have such a big announcement for you on next Monday. Exciting. Stay tuned, y'all. I've been working on something for a long time and I'm going to be releasing it soon. Um, so stay tuned for that. Oh, fun. I forgot I was doing that. <laughs> Great. Um, okay. I love you all so much. Stay safe. If you're on the West Coast, oh, just take deep breaths as much as you can, but don't go outdoors. So don't take deep breaths outdoors. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll be back next week. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. And next week will be the fourth of five feelings that we'll be going through. Much love y'all.